You're listening to the PKJ and Yahweh podcast, where I take the supernatural world around us, connect it to complicated biblical theology, and then try and make it simple for everyone to gain revelation. If you're new to this podcast and would like more information, please go follow me on Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. And now time for another episode from our apologetic series. Colossians 1, 13 through 20, and read all the rest of it. Back to the main point there. It literally said he is the what? Anybody remember in all those words? Invisible. Invisible. He is the, verse 15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. The invisible God. Thank you guys for entertaining me. I really want to see how long you would just hold on to it. Like, there's a, there's a few faithful ones in there. Like, I, that, some of you are like, that's more Bible than I read all COVID. Okay, amen. All right, well, that's why we're here. Amen. But he is the invisible God. Wow, that's kind of important to know. Like, he's invisible. So let me think here. So when God uh, was on the mountain and you walked past Moses, right, did he, was he, could you hear his footsteps? Did he, have a, did he have a body? We hear it talk about the face of God. We hear it talking about, you know, God's hands and his feet. And, 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 but if God is eternal and he is spirit, does he require a body or is he embodied? Man, that's, that's just, someone write that down and put it in my gold box. Does God have a body? We won't go there right now. But God is the invisible God. But does that mean you can't ever see him? No, no, I mean, if, if he's, God. he's God, right? Clearly, wind is invisible, but you see its impact. Easiest illustration. Next one is we got the next eye of God is God's imprint. God's imprint. Anybody know of this cool little uh, math? Who likes math? Anybody like math in here? I, I hate math, but I love those that love math. And I love math in the capacity of I know it reveals really cool things. Okay. Yeah, like compound interest. So, uh, next, next slide there, Tony. Uh, we've got, um, yeah, we've got, oh, that was it. We'll go back. We got one. Anybody hear this? One, one, two, three, five, eight. Oh. Gosh, what's my next number? Okay. I don't get it. 13, 24. 21. 34. Alright. You guys getting the, getting the concept here? 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, 68. I'll write that down because I feel so proud to be smart enough to know that number. Why is it not 68? Oh, yeah, you're right. See, I get confused all the time. 55. 55. There's, there's a fancy little number that some, some mathematician way smarter than me figured out a while back, by the, and his name is uh, Fibonacci. And so he's like, I'm going to make this my signature. Okay, that's cool. But the concept here of the Fibonacci sequence is it really shows the imprint, the signature of a designer. When you look at a, at a piece of artwork that is done by Van Gogh, if you have any concept of, of art you know, or, or, or familiar, you'd be like, oh, this is a Van Gogh. Oh, that's a Van Gogh. Oh, I, yeah, that's a Van Gogh. Like, like, you just know his style. God has imprinted his style into all of creation. And if you look at this whole concept, the Fibonacci is like, okay, you have a one block, boom, and then you have one block. It's like Minecraft. Now you have two, uh, two blocks, right? Now you're going to take the two block plus the two block and then go 
up and you're going to come over and add a third block. Now you're going to have five blocks and you're going to go down an extra two blocks like this. Now you're going down one, two, and you're going to come over here and see it starts going like this and then it starts getting bigger and then it starts multiplying by squares. If you have graph paper, this becomes really fun. Like, boom. And then what you see begins to happen is this amazing little act of a spiral, a perfect spiral that you can actually uh, mathematically equate and see in all of creation. In fact, the most beautiful people photogenically, you can, I'm, I'm, I'm not being rude, but like there are, there are defects in this planet and that happens. Sometimes our faces are a little off-center. That's just what it is. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that or that it's defected. Actually, that's the wrong word, use of the word. But I'm saying that in that, the reality is the people who we as humans deem as, wow, their, your face is just perfect. Like, man, like, like you know, they're doing the TikTok where they, they flip the camera and, and like, it looks look like their faces are changing. It's exact symmetry on both sides. You know, like, you could actually line up the Fibonacci sequence perfectly with their face and you would see a perfect spiral coming out and it would like connect with the nose, connect with an eyebrow, connect with an ear, connect with the chin, connect with the head, and it would show you the Fibonacci sequence. Same goes for the, uh, the uh, I think it's the conch cell shell. Yeah. yeah. The conch cell, you know, SpongeBob, you know? Yeah. The conch, yeah, no. Anyway, it, it's built just like this, the sunflower seed. You guys look it up, a Fibonacci sequence in nature is everywhere. Everywhere that is created by God will reflect this perfect numerical order. Wow. Not sure that could happen unless God put his imprint to reveal himself in his perfect design to everybody. Pretty cool. It says, if you take a look in Romans chapter 1, verse 19, as we had up there, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. And I'll explain that just a little bit more here. I'm going to extrapolate that next piece. When it says since then, it also would mean, pull this up, boom, and verse 19. It would also, boom, got it. Thank you for your patience. It also is clearly perceived, means clearly perceived from the creation of the world. So in everything that's been created, it's clear to perceive that God has left his mark. He has left his design. So you could say, oh yeah, that tree, that, that's definitely a Van Gogh. No, I mean, like, that's a, that's a God. Like, that's that God, not it's a God, but God made that. God, it is, it is God's imprint. And that's when people get confused. That's why people start worshiping idols. Why do they start worshiping things? Because they carry the image of God, which brings me to my third eye of God, which is the image or imager of God revealed through us. You see, God created us. If you look in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then it goes on and he created them male and female. In his image and likeness, he created them Right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With that, we're created, it said, in his image. If you look at the Hebrew grammar, ooh, boring and fun, it's not necessarily just in, like, man, if, I, if I'm supposed to look like God, how come I, I got, I just, I can't do nothing with my hair? Like, 
Like, if I look like the eternal God, why is my hair always, like, not working for me? If I look like the eternal God, why do I got an extra 40 pounds carrying around that i got to figure out what to do with? Like, like I don't think God is, is fat, right? Like, you know, okay. Maybe that, pH fat. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> pH. That, I guess that was a 90s thing. Maybe that'll come back, Melissa. Gosh. Why don't you go put that 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 statement back into your uh, sticker dispenser machine uh, in the God in the you know Alfie's Pizza place? You know, you remember you put my there, you put know. stickers. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but we're created as God's image. So what does that mean? Take a quick peek at this. It's fun. We're created as God's image. Genesis teaches us several things about the image of God, uh, which can be called divine image bearing, because God is divine, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, all of what we learn from the text must be accounted for in any discussion of what this image means. Number one, both men and women are equally included. Amen. 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 I, I, I would have thought I would have got some more praise. There's a lot of ladies in here. Like, I mean, like, all you, like, come on. You, yeah, I'm just telling you, God says men and women are created equally. Like, praise God. I don't care about all these weird, like, you know, concepts like, and, and equal doesn't mean same, same, okay? It means equally unique, equally special, and equally uh, important. And equally in the image of God. Second, divine image bearing is what makes humankind distinct from all other earthly creations. Third, there's something about the image that we carry that makes humankind like God in some way. Am I saying you are God? No. Don't get confused. This is not Christian science, okay? No, this is not what it is. But there's something, because if God made us in his image, amen, right? Yes, Bible. And he is divine, he is holy, he is perfect. Then there is something in the very DNA of human race, male and female, that carries the, in the divine image of God, the div divinity of God. And fourthly, there is nothing in that text to suggest that this image could be bestowed upon or created incrementally or partially. Like, well, yeah, you're kind of more like Jesus. You know, you, every day, the Bible does say, you know, we, we become more and more like him. But it doesn't say that, like, you know, uh, we're not already in his image. It's that as our character is refined, we become more like him in character, but we already carry his authority as an imager of God. We can't like say, now this AI over here, we've made look just like mankind, so he now gets, to, gets a soul and gets to go to heaven because he looks like us. Does that make sense? To anybody? Yes. Can, can, can an android go to heaven? No. Should it? No, Okay, that was, that was another dad joke, my goodness. So that's important to know is that as imagers of God, how does God reveal himself to mankind? Well, he reveals himself through three eyes. What were they really quick? Anybody? He's invisible. An image. Awesome, great work. So does or did he reveal himself before sin entered the world? Well, yeah, we, we addressed that. And we also see in another verse, it's pretty exciting, that God literally walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Could you imagine that? Oh, man, it's, it, you know, I don't know what he's looking at, you know, Bill and I have a watch at that time, Adam, like, you know, but like, geez, you know, that, that's a great question. What the heck did Adam do with his hands? I mean, without pockets, without pockets or like, like a belt loop, like, 
What did, what did he just do with his hands? Like, was he, he he just, let him hang. just let him hang? <laughs> what do you think, Ethan? If I was Adam, I'd be putting Jordan in the garden. Ooh, that's a, should, a could you write that in a question form and, and add it to our box? I only have four questions in that box. We need more. I, I, I need that question of what was there to do in the garden? Seems boring. Why would the garden be boring? We're going to be in the garden. I, another great question that, that could go along with that is, what the heck are we going to do in heaven forever? Is it a forever worship service I after know. we die? We're water. We won't go down that route right now, but that's yeah. a good question. But, man, how cool, like, man, back to my wristwatch example, it's about that time, man. God's going to come walk with me. We're going to go walk into the whole garden. I'm just going to talk with the infinite knowledge and literally walk and talk with God. That's pretty exciting. So yeah, God clearly revealed himself because there's no sin. And sin is what separates us from God. And so with sin, you can't view upon God. With, without sin, you can. Amazing. So next question is, does or did God reveal himself after sin? You know, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Like, did he? We already talked a little bit about Moses as well as in, uh, as well as in the verse we got up here. Boom, next verse. It, I think. Yeah, Exodus 32, 33, 21 to 23. And then the Lord said, there is, a, there is a place near me where you stand on a rock. Oh, wow, we already did that one. It was the next verse. It's okay. I was going to be about the burning bush right there, you know. So uh, there it is. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Whoa. We'll skip the rest of those verses. God, literally, the angel of the Lord, speaking to Moses out of a burning bush. So yes, God revealed himself to man. Maybe not face to face per se because it would melt their faces like in Indiana Jones. But we do see it happen as well as with others like Samuel and Enoch and a few in, in, in Old Testament and a few in the New. So with that, does or is God revealing himself now? Well, we saw in John 14, 9, as we read earlier, that he revealed himself as a man. But the exciting part about that is how does God reveal himself to us now? We see his imprint, we see his works, we see his creation, but ultimately the way that I see God has remained active and remained displayed for all to see is when you look in Romans chapter 8, verse 10. It's Christ in you. Christ in you. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because, because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. You see, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 7 says that we have this truth, this treasure, this, this reward hidden in earthen vessels. We're, we are just a creation of God. We are, somebody said earlier, butt ducks. I think it was in the first service. Literally, it's like God knows we are butt ducks, right? But the truth is he formed us and he fashioned us. From Adam and each and every single one of us in the, in the womb. And now we carry the image of God as his creation. Galatians 1, 15 and 16. This is the fire verse right here. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man. It goes on more, but we'll, what's, what's the next verse? Uh, 16? Is it on there? Huh? I don't have it? That's good. I didn't need it. But that was, that was the main point. It's God revealed himself to us through us. Look at your neighbor and tell him you look like God. 
Wow. Now, now talk to yourself and say, I reflect God. Now, now say to yourself, I am, say I am, the image of God. How does that feel saying that? Does it feel not true? Or does it feel empowering? You see, Colossians 1.27, it does say Christ in you, the hope of, hope of glory. It's Christ who is God, who's manifested in you and through you to others. You see, that's the whole point here. Yes, you know what? God will reveal himself. There will be a day, and it's known as the day, because <laughs> it's literally the only day that will ever be like it in all of history. You might have that 15th uh, you know, 15-year-old birthday party that you'll never forget, but like, you know what? There are going to be another million of them like it for somebody else. I'm not trying to, to, to you know, cut you down, but there is only going to be one day, and it's known as the day of the Lord, and it is also known as a great and terrible day because it says that the sky will be rolled back as a scroll, like you were in some matrix simulation, and it like peels back, and all of a sudden, well, where's the blue sky and clouds? Oh, it ain't there. You're looking at a new dimension, and it's actually God and all the hosts of heaven coming down. Jesus riding on a white horse. Oh my gosh, if you aren't right with Jesus by then, wow, that's that's gonna be. That's why it's also called terrible day. So for us in Christ, it is a great day. For those who are not, um, our hearts should break right now. We should be about the mission of Christ. You see, God does reveal himself. It says, for, uh, it, it says, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, so that he who would be the firstborn among any brothers, and those he predestined, he also called. So if you're here today, guess what? He has called you. We can talk about predestination another time. He has called those, he, and those who he's called, he's also justified, and those he has justified, he has also glorified. What then can we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, the way God reveals himself to us now is through his people. God's chosen people, the truth of God being released to Gentiles. God has revealed himself to man, will continue to reveal himself to man as he so wills individually. However, biblically, it's rare to encounter God directly and live and even, or, or not be taken up into heaven. And even so, it's impossible to see his face and live. Who are we imaging? Who are we imaging? Our bodies, guess what, are our bodies forever. Look at yourself. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, that's the body you're going to have in heaven. Now, is there any more pain or sickness or death in heaven? Is there any, is there any ramifications of sin? Does any, does any part of sin exist in heaven? So what is broken, what is not whole in you today in Christ will be made whole on that great and terrible day when you see God face to face. Now, when you receive your body, we see Jesus. When he died, his body was laid in a tomb. His spirit, according to uh, other scriptures, 1 Peter, you'll see, was about doing business. Three days later, he came back. He filled his body. Came 
came back to life, it immediately defeats reincarnation because it was not a different body, but the same body that he refilled with his spirit. And it was restored with no effects of sin or death. Now, did he have, did he choose to leave the scars on his body? Yes, he did. I believe that he wore those as a trophy and because he knew he wanted to communicate the power and truth of the gospel even to a doubting Thomas. Those who won't believe, oh, it must have been somebody else. People today be like, oh yeah, there was no scars. There was probably somebody else historically in the Bible trying to pretend to be like Jesus. No, Thomas put his hand in his side and believed. You see, he kept the scars as a testimony of proof, but it also says he bore all of your iniquities. He bore all of your shame. By, your, by his stripes you are healed. So when you step into the kingdom, when you look upon Jesus and you see him scarred, He's bearing your scars for all eternity. So for all eternity, you can have a perfect, sin-free body like he originally designed you to be. So when you look in the mirror and you're like, man, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. Well, guess what? There's some elements of sin and living in a fallen world that, that exist in our body. And I get that. But God also has given us the greatest tool, and that is the human body because it is the image and likeness of God. It is what gives us access. You see, we view our bodies as the key limiting factor. Oh man, if I could run better. Oh, if I look better. Oh, if I could communicate better. Oh man, if I, if I just had more confidence. Oh man, if I wasn't so short. Oh man, if I wasn't so tall. Oh man, if I wasn't so fat, so thin, so skinny, so, so, so white, so black, so Asian, so insert whatever. I could then maybe do this. But because I'm this, I'm oppressed. Because I'm this, my voice doesn't matter. Because I'm this, people shun me. Well, guess what? God designed our bodies as the key identifying factor as that you are his image and as his image on the earth. So if you don't like your body, you better start seeking the Lord saying, God, I understand there might be sin that has produced stuff in my body, whether it's my sin or other sin against me. Or the fact I live in a fallen world of sin. So I give that to you, God, but I will not reject the body that you've given me because it is the image of God to a hurting and broken world that needs me to get over myself, die to myself, and become Christ for everyone else. Because as Christ did, so we are called to do. We are a continuation of the gospel. We are living epistles. You know, we image God to the world. If you ask your friends... What's your perspective of God based upon my life as an example? What might be the reply? I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to kick the devil out of your life and his voice and his lies. Because it's when we partner with those that we get overwhelmed. Would they desire to know him more? God is revealed to mankind by the Holy Spirit living in you. It's up to us to partner with him in faith to allow others to see him through his word accompanied by signs and wonders. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray, and then we can uh, get in small groups for a quick uh, 10, 15 minutes as the main service wraps up. So let's bow our heads real quick. I'm going to let the small groups individually ask uh, if anyone wants a prayer based off of maybe uh, anything that jumped out here as body image or, or, or otherwise, and let those take that more on a personal group level to encourage one another. But let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes and address this main point. So if you're here with your heads bowed and your eyes closed and you're like, man, how cool. I, I, I get to, 
I'm, I'm created as God's image on earth. I gotta do that. Man, Lord, help me to see myself the way you do. With that simple testimony, your heads bowed, your eyes closed. If you're saying this morning, man, I want to see myself the way God sees me, the way God's created me. Because I don't look at myself the right way. And just with that simple proclamation, if that's you, man, I want to view myself the way God sees me. With your heads bowed, your eyes closed, just pop your hand up and just say, yes, Lord, I want it. I'm tired of looking at myself in my own mirror. Amen. Amen. So with that, I just want to encourage all of us as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, just everybody in the room, just let's pray together and repeat after me and say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Yeah, come on, everybody. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Help. 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 Looking at my life, Looking at my life. With, the wrong eyes. with the wrong eyes. I want to see it, I want to see it. With, your eyes. with your eyes. Teach me, God. To look, to look at my life with your eyes. Teach me, God, to look at my body with your eyes of purity, of righteousness, of holiness, of affection, of love, of perfection. Help me to look at my friends with your eyes. Help me to look at, insert boyfriend or girlfriend, down the road. Help me to look at my future spouse. Help me, Help me to look at my future spouse. With your eyes. With your eyes. Not eyes of lust. Not eyes of lust. But eyes of love. But eyes of love. Eyes of purity. Eyes of purity. Eyes of holiness. Eyes of holiness. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To not look at others. In a way that you didn't design them to be looked at. Forgive me, Lord, for coveting them, for wanting what they have, for using them. I repent for the ways I thought of myself and others. And I receive your forgiveness because your word promises it is finished. 2,000 plus years ago. 2,000 plus years ago. I partner with your truth, Jesus. It's finished. It's over. I'm free. Now help me to live it out day by day. To reject the wrong and embrace the truth. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room, God. Whether we said that prayer because Pastor Kevin asked them to or they said it because they really meant it and needed it, God, and I thank you that it's truth that will resonate in our souls, that will transform our hearts and minds, God. Lead us in the ways of everlasting, oh God. I thank you that you will never abandon us. You never leave us nor forsake us. So help us to, when we look at ourselves and others, to see it with your eyes. Yes, there's imperfections. Praise God. Yes, forests burn down in nature, but they bring back some of the most beautiful growth afterwards. Some trees can't even grow until they have been burnt down and their acorns have been singed with fire. And then the seed is released in order to bring new growth. So you know what? Sin may have robbed us from a few things on this planet, young people.
But the truth is, as we go through fire, God doesn't let it just be scars for scars' sake. He brings purpose, he brings identity and destiny, not from your scars, but from the truth of God, as he boils out the dross and the silver, and he boils out the dross and the gold, all that dirt, and he brings it to the top, and he scoops it out, so when he looks at it, all he sees is his reflection. Wow, you are as the image of God on earth. If you are in sixth through seventh grade, we're gonna go ahead and have you hop out with Melissa, wherever she, oh, there she is, right there with the young ones. Sixth or seventh grade, hop out with Melissa. If you are in eighth and ninth grade, I'm going to send you out with Tony. And if you are 10th through 12th grade, you're going to go over to Felicia with me. Okay? All right. Uh, I'll snag it from you. Thank you so much, Moody. I'll just put it back up here. Thanks for the help, Moody. Uh, oh, Taylor, do you want to go with Melissa, or do you want to go with me, or do you want to go with Tony? Uh, any. Why don't you go with uh, Melissa? Okay. Yeah, add, a, add that yeah. in. Or, yeah. Where do we go for a third group on Sundays? Do we still go upstairs? I don't remember. Chris Hall has exact same group. Uh, there's a prayer room. Okay. That'll work. Wait, how many guys? Is it like all girls? Yeah, we have Isaac. Okay, let's have you be in the cafe and have Melissa hop into the prayer room. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.